This podcast is brought to you by Reach Innovations. For more info, go to reachinnovations.com. Welcome to The Conversation, where we talk about life, family, and ministry, and how we can apply what we learn to our everyday lives so we can be our best selves every day. Dog back. Check, one, two. Check, one, two. Are we on? Mm-hmm. Well, I, this morning I, we were talking about the name of Jesus. Um, and in Luke ten seventeen, it talked about when the, when the disciples came back from their witnessing mission. And they said, um, they said in Luke ten seventeen, 17, um, Lord, even the devils are subject unto us through your name. So that they use the name of Jesus. And everything Jesus is... His author- every, all of his authority is in his name. That is who he is. Mm. And Zach and I were talking um, a day or two ago about when, when Jesus came to this earth, he came as a man. Because um, when, when you have an example that's not attainable, it's hard to live up to that. Right. You know, well, he's deity. I can never be deity kind of thing. But you use Michael Jordan as an example yeah. about being an, uh, an example. Right. Because, I mean, it's probably one of the longest running Christian um, excuses for yeah. things. Because, like, you have all those excuses. You know, everything happens for a reason. God is in control. Jesus is perfect. I'm not perfect. I can't be perfect. Yeah, I can't perfect. be perfect. I'm like, where and does it like, say that in um, the Bible? Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. And so, because we were just talking about how if Jesus came as fully, if he came and walked this earth as fully God and fully man, then there's no way we could ever achieve, obviously, being fully God. And so the whole purpose of, you know, Jesus' example uh, would be unattainable for us because everything that God does is, is like, you know, he sets us up for success. And so whenever it comes to Jesus living his life, right. he came as a man. Mm-hmm. And so because I look and I compared it to Michael Jordan, because you look at Michael Jordan and some people look at him as like the most uh, perfect basketball player to ever play the game. He had simply and purely. Well, your dad's pretty good. Well, <laughs> but he has simply and in, in, in purely perfected the but game I'm five foot eleven of intimidation let me tell you <laughs> yeah but like he he perfected the game but the thing is like he did it in a way to where every other basketball player after him could could, could easily achieve the same amount of perfection and success that michael jordan did mm-hmm. um and so that's exactly how jesus is with us jesus yeah. came to this earth and he lived a life not so that we could look back and be like, wow, that's amazing. If only someone else, you know, if, you know, or like, man, what a time it would have been to have been alive, you know, in, in the life of mm-hmm. Jesus. But it's like Jesus didn't live his life um, to be Just the only him. one that ever lived like that. Mm-hmm. But he came and he lived so that every person after he yeah. w- ascended into heaven would continue to live yeah. exactly like he lived and even greater so. Because that's what it says in John, you know, great things have I done. And great things will you do, and greater things than yeah. these shall yeah. you see, because I go to my Father. So, well, let's let's take it back to the kind of the beginning, um, and at yeah. first, and at Colossians chapter one, starting at verse fifteen, and I'm going to go down 
couple of verses. Um, but it says, and I'm, I'm reading out of the, um, the, the Holman version, but Becca, I want you to have, that, one. That, yeah, I have that passion one. Colossians 1, 15, we'll start there. He is, speaking of Jesus, this is Jesus. Jesus is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn over all creation. For everything was created by him in heaven and on earth, the visible and the invisible, whether thrones or dominions or rulers or authorities, all things have been created through him and for him. He is before all things and by him all things hold together. He is also the head of the body, the church. He (coughs) is the beginning, the firstborn from the dead, so that he might come to have first place in everything Mm -hmm. that's another thing that we pray jesus be the first be the center Mm -hmm. he's the point yeah jesus is the point of everything we do i was listening to jim stovall this morning again and he talked about he does five different things in his life but he said he views it like a pyramid a four 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 point pyramid with with a point on the top Mm -hmm. and he said what's the point and he said, you know, Jesus, everything has to, to be the point. Yeah. You know, they all have to contribute to the point. Mm-hmm. And so Jesus is the point. So uh, picking back up in verse 19, for God was pleased to have all his fullness dwell in him. So that tells us all of God was dwelt in Jesus. In Jesus. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, we're stick stick with know, us here because yeah. we're we're going we're going somewhere. It's part of yeah. the study. And through him to reconcile everything to himself by making peace through the blood of his cross. Mm-hmm. And we can all we can keep going whether things on earth or things on heaven. But Becca, pick up verse 29 or 21 20, in the passion. 20 Okay, go ahead. I mean, 20 is where it says um, that everything in heaven and earth is brought back to himself, back to its original intent, restored to innocence again. Yeah, restored to innocence. So that's that's a side note, but we just read over that. We're like, whoa. Yeah, exactly. It's kind of mind-blowing. So that's the creation. So we know God put himself into Jesus, but but that, that kind of makes it sound like he's He's God, and we can't be like God. We can't be God. Explain um, the... Your baby. You well, know, the, the hold on a second. Stuff. So now, now we're now we're jumping to Hebrews okay. chapter two. Jump over to Hebrews. Ooh. Do it again, Lord. Do it hey. again. Hey, Jesus. Chapter two. This is what I, this is when I brought Zach into the room because I went here. It is um, Hebrews here, chapter here, here. two, verses fourteen and fifteen. Come on now. Um, <laughs> That's good. So, yeah. Isn't that amazing? Um, God's word always confirms itself, and it doesn't yeah. make it confusing. So verse 14, yeah. because God's children are human beings made of flesh and blood, the Son, Jesus, mm-hmm. also became flesh and blood. For only as a human being could he die. And only by dying could he break the power of the devil who had the power of death. Only in this way could he be set, could he set free 
all who have lived their lives as slaves to the fear of dying. Mm -hmm. So right there, that shows me that yes, God poured all of himself into Jesus. That means God wants to and will and has poured all of himself into us. And I I love this translation because it also says, um, since all his children have flesh and blood, so Jesus became human to fully identify with us. Yeah. So he wasn't just Jesus in flesh. I mean, he literally, like the plan was to fully identify with us. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That was it. Well, and Zach, then, then you read in, in Acts chapter 2 to fulfill that prophecy. Yeah, what the prophet Joel had said, mm-hmm. which is, and in the last days that I will pour out my spirit on all flesh, you know, that your young men will see visions, your old men will dream dreams. And then he goes on to say that I will even pour out my spirit on your male and female servants and so on and so forth. Um, but something, though, that I just saw, and I, I love it, too, because it's in Romans 8. Um, you know, just going back to, you know, Jesus, um, you know, became human to fully identify with us. But I love that he became human to fully identify with us so he could impart his spirit to us so we could fully mm-hmm. identify with him. Ooh. Oh, yes. yeah. When God yeah. sees us, he sees Jesus. Yep. Some people have a hard time with that. But, oh, I'm not a good Oh, hey. Yeah. He fully poured himself <laughs> yeah. into Jesus. He yeah. fully poured himself into us. Mm-hmm. Right. And we're suppo- we started with the name of Jesus. Mm-hmm. And the authority we have every authority in given given among men in heaven and on earth above and below because of the name of Jesus mm-hmm. of what Jesus did. Go ahead. Yeah. So like it's in it's in Romans chapter eight verse three. This is in the Passion, uh, and it says, "For God achieved what the law was unable to accomplish because the law was limited by the weakness of human nature. Yet God sent us His Son in human form to identify with human weakness, clothed with humanity." God's son Mm -hmm. gave his body to be the sin offering so that God could once and for all condemn the guilt and power of sin. Verse four. So now every righteous requirement of the law can be fulfilled through the anointed one living his life in us. And we are free to live not according to our flesh, but by the dynamic power of the Holy Spirit. Man, read that that last two verses again. What, verse three and four? Yeah. Okay. We're free to live. So now every righteous requirement of the law can be fulfilled through the anointed one living his life in us. Living his life in in us. us. Which goes back to I have been crucified with Christ because it's no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. Um, And we are free to live not according to our flesh, but by the dynamic power of the Holy Spirit, which is what I love is that, you know, with God, it's not a democracy, but it's a theocracy. Mm-hmm. He wasn't voted in and he can't be voted out. So mm-hmm. it's like, I don't have any rights because I surrendered mm-hmm. all my rights to him mm-hmm. to where it's literally whatever you say, Lord, I do it. Yeah. And whenever I come to that point, it's like, I'm a direct reflection of my father. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, and it's just walking well, out that what sonship. What is your DNA? My DNA is my father. It's not my mother. It's so my father. I, mean, I may yeah. sound like my mother <laughs> sometimes, <laughs> but um, yeah, the seed comes from the man. Yeah, yeah. So and so the that. blood, the blood of the father, ne- the blood of the ba- it never mixes with the mother. Mm-hmm. When the mother is carrying the baby, it is the the daddy's blood that's in the baby. That's why you can have DNA testing 
because whose blood is in that baby. Mm-hmm. And so when I pray over my body, my physical body, I thank God that God's very blood flows in my veins. My blood is clean. It is healthy because it is the blood of my father. Mm-hmm. And so I, I, you take on the DNA. So yes, I gave birth to you two, but your blood came from your dad. And that's why when we really Talk wrap about Mary. our brain around yeah. Jesus, mm-hmm. she was impregnated by the Holy Spirit. So, so there was never blood? a man's whose blood, blood who in went into that baby. Yeah. It was God's blood right. into that baby boy named Jesus. Yeah. That, that, that's what made it perfect. Mm-hmm. That's what made it right because Jesus only had the DNA of God. Mm-hmm. But he became fully human right he didn't he came to this earth the only way a human can come to this earth if he was fully god he could have just showed up right he could have just created himself here on this earth but he the word of god says he laid down his rights Mm -hmm. and privileges in heaven and he became a human he gave all that up and then zach you were talking about he he came into time you know, he started having birthdays. He, yeah, he, <laughs> he stepped into the very thing that his father had created for us to dwell in. Um, and that's what that's part of the whole thing that's mind-blowing to me is that literally he could have, you know, continued to work so far, you know, within the ramifications of what's normal to him and what's normal to God, you know, because God's outside of time. He's outside of, you know, all this. It's almost like he created like this little glass bowl that we live in, um, you know, where everything kind of functions and everything. And then it's like, and then Jesus just, you know, stepped in to be like, you know what, I'm not just going to come here to live different than them, but I'm going to show them that you can live an extraordinary life within the parameters of what's already normal. Yes. You know, that it's like, um, Sounds like culture changers. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, and so, yeah, I just love how, you know, that's that's mm-hmm. what made Jesus, you know, just completely flip his culture upside down. Yeah. Um, was just the fact that he was willing to actually work within the confines of yeah. what was already set in place mm-hmm. and not just come in and be like, well, I'm God and my dad created all this so yeah. I can I can twist it, I can turn it however I want. No, he came in and was like, okay, this is what's set. So, Lord, now how can we literally, like, flip these people's minds upside down? Because the Lord showed me this a couple days ago, was there's so many people in the body of Christ, they're trying to wrap their brain around the Word. They're trying to wrap their brain around Jesus. When God created us to wrap our hearts around Him so that He's in the middle. Mm -hmm. Um, Because you can't can't comprehend with your physical, with your human mind. Mm -hmm. Like you can you can read Acts chapter two and be like, Oh, that's cool, you know, praise God, Holy Spirit came down. But when you wrap your heart around that and realize that, boy, that is an outpouring of that is a picture of what God wants to do to me every day. And it's a continual pursuit of me just being filled continuously and understanding that I need to be on fire because God didn't want to set my brain on fire. Mm-hmm. He wanted to set my heart on fire. Well, the very life is the heart. You can be brain dead. But still be alive. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You're right. But you cannot be heart dead and still be alive. Mm-hmm. When your heart stops beating, yeah. that's what is the indication that you are dead. But there's many times you hear people, you know, clinical situations where they were brain dead, but there's but there's their body's still alive. That's why a beating heart 
indicates a life is is born is born is 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 alive. Mm-hmm. That's why a beating heart and a baby in the womb at, at as early as five weeks, that baby has a beating heart, so it is alive. But when you're talking about our with the gospel's not for our brains to wrap around; it's for our hearts to wrap around because that's our very life. Mm-hmm. We can live without our brains. A lot of people do. If, right. <laughs> if, if, if they open their mouths, you can kind of figure that one out. But you can't live without your heart. Yeah. Right. That 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 turns you between the good and the evil. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, your yeah. heart turns you. And, w- and when you and when you live from your heart, you don't share your opinion. Because your opinion is what you've learned, the knowledge that you've gained, the knowledge that you've gained. Um, but when you speak from your heart. That's revelation. That's mm-hmm. stuff that God has implanted on the inside of you. Yeah. That you're just like, boy, you know, like those moments where people are like, I remember the time, the place, the hour, the, you know, the, the, the temperature outside. I remember <laughs> all these kinds of things whenever I heard God speak to me. It's because yeah. he spoke to their heart and not to their head. And that's the thing is we live in such an information uh, immersed culture that even people are trying to preach the word from a standpoint of okay how can we how can we how can we wrap our brain around what is god doing in this point and it's like i heard um it was um what's his name well the guy that the pastor that todd white uh did oh dan moller dan moller dan moller said when you open up the word um instead of saying what like <laughs> open up the word and just say yes Mm, yeah. Just open yeah. up the word and be mm. like, okay, for no matter how hard they try, God finds no pleasure with those who are controlled by the flesh. Yes. You know, or, you know, for the mindset of the flesh is death, but the mindset controlled by the spirit finds life and peace. Yes. Instead of just reading it that and being. kind of perfect. Yeah. But like, <laughs> instead of reading it and being yeah. like, what? This doesn't need, make any you sense. Need help to misunderstand it. Well, yes. this morning I, I sent out a text to, to all the sisters that are going through the mentoring thing that, that we're doing. And I said, it's simple and it's basic, mm-hmm. and but it's the main thing. Yeah. It's it's allowing us to take time, mm-hmm. and so how are we, what are we going to do with the word we read mm-hmm. today? And that was one of the questions posed to us, and it was like, I'm going to read it and obey it. Yeah, right. I'm going to say yes. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to say well. I'm going to yes. say now what? No, I'm going to say yes. Yeah, yes to the word, and then yeah. when you say yes to one verse. Then you'll say yes to the next verse. Mm-hmm. Then you say next to the yes for the next verse, mm-hmm. and then that then you're living yeah. by the word yeah. of God. Yeah. It's not a big hard thing to do. It's one verse at a time. The Bible. You get credit for trying. Really funny, but yeah, Pirates of the Caribbean. He's <laughs> <laughs> like, you can't just Fake act reading like the Bible is a lie. So we started with the name of Jesus, and we talked about the creation, the 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 the, the I guess the beginning, <laughs> then the crucifixion, the why. Yeah. Now. First Peter three twenty two. Now we get into the. We're gonna end with this. But First Peter, 3:22. and then and then and then Becca's got something. <laughs> well, no, no, not end. But I mean, then yeah. I just kind of want to finish this up. Three twenty two. I'll read out of my version, and then you guys pick it up more passionately. Um, now that he has gone, he Jesus. Now that Jesus has gone into heaven. He is at God's right hand with angels, authorities, and powers subject to him. 
And that's the same position that we have. When we have the DNA of God in us, when we've said yes to him as our father, his blood becomes our blood, the blood of Jesus. Mm -hmm. God looks at us just like he sees Jesus. And all authority, all angels and powers are subject to us. Mm -hmm. And then at that, Becca turned around and talked to her angel. She goes, see? (laughs) And the angel's like, yes, so start speaking the word so I can start performing it in your life. My angel's like, well, start using your words, Becca. Come on, let's go. Let's go. Chop, chop. I know. He's been doing that to me a lot, too. Yeah, but um, (laughs) what Zach said earlier um, about perfection and how a lot of people say, you know, well, I can't be perfect. You know, we're at church. People are like, who's perfect? And it's like, it's Jesus. Like, we can't be perfect. Where is that in the word? Like, literally, when people say that, I think of that scripture that says, um, be perfect like I am perfect, like Mm. your Father in heaven Mm -hmm. is perfect. And that's Matthew 5, 48. And I love, I just read it in the Passion Translation. mean it's in the Bible? It's actually in the Bible. Hmm. It's attainable to be like Jesus. Right. Um, so we don't have a right to use it as an excuse anymore. You said Because once we have this revelation, the last verse, they, he, didn't, he, he put it in there. Yeah, so it's in there. And it's also a companion to James about being holy. But go ahead. Matthew 5, 48 says, Since you are children of a perfect father in heaven, you are to be perfect like him. What? And it was one of those things that that's not an option. Mm-hmm. Like, since... You are children of a perfect father. You are to be perfect like him. Like that's what, there's the bar. So Mm -hmm. get up there, like get to it, start working at it. And you're held responsible for what you know. You're held responsible, exactly. So if you're listening today, you, yeah. And that's another thing is like, is not, don't shy away from digging deep into the word for fear of being held responsible for what you know. Mm, that's um, yeah. Because if you approach it from that standpoint, then you're not functioning in um, the grace of the Holy Spirit. You're trying to carry it out in your own power, which is what uh, Romans 8 really is all about, is not functioning out of your ability. Um, but really, like you know, not just reading Romans 8, because Romans 8 is all about the empowerment of the Holy Spirit on the inside of you. Romans 7 before that talks about, you know, like the very things that we try to do in our own strength and then the parameters of trying to like fulfill the law through our Mm -hmm. ability. Um, And you really can't have Romans 8 without Romans 7. And so it's also important that we approach the word from this mindset of if I'm trying to fulfill the word in my own strength, then I'm deceived in and of myself because that's like me trying to keep the law. You know, it was, you couldn't, it was so perfect. Mm -hmm. Um, But that's the thing now is like not being afraid to dig deep in the word because you're going to be held responsible for what you know, but actually digging deep and understanding like, okay, Holy Spirit, as I dig deep, I ask that you cut me deep. I ask that you would uh, Mm -hmm. take out anything, remove anything from me that is clean, unclean, impure, and not of you. Um, because just by him removing those things, you know, he doesn't pull something out without putting something else back in. Right. right. And so he'll pull out those impurities, those that 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 sin nature that people have grabbed a hold of by saying yeah. I can never be perfect. Because yeah. by saying I'll never be perfect is basically saying like I'm just a sinner. That's who I am. 
It's right. like, no, and you've been made It's like, no, when, when, when you're a son, God, <laughs> like, yeah. that's who you are. And we've talked about yeah. that in previous things. But, you know, it's important to dig deep and realize that Holy Spirit is going to cut stuff out of you because that's what the Word does, is it cuts and reveals and, and, it, and it does away with. But knowing that as He pulls that stuff away, Holy Spirit's just going to fill you with so much more of Him. So that when you read the Word now, it's reading you and you're not reading it and the holy spirit is just like bah, 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 you know yeah, just kind of filling good. you <laughs> you know just kind of well one thing that is so important to to believe and agree with believe it as much as you believe in the virgin birth is exactly what nicole said that jesus laid aside his godly dna privileges and and what he was able to do in heaven he had to come legally to the earth the only way legally to come to the earth was as a human being now here's some more proof for you as well if you're listening and you need more proof one is jesus could not be tempted in all like manner as we are without being human exactly because god cannot be tempted yeah well it was easy for jesus i mean he was god no, what you're discounting, and, and really it's a cop-out, it's an excuse for you and I to not even try. And, and so it, we're taking on a spirit of laziness, mm-hmm. not wanting to put forth any kind of effort because, mm-hmm. well, Jesus was God. No, wait a minute, not at that moment. Why do you think he referred to himself over and over, the Son of Man? Yeah. Mm-hmm. He referred to himself as the Son of Man. What's he saying? I'm human. Mm-hmm. I am just like you. I hurt like you. I bleed like you. I endure pain like mm-hmm. you do. I endure temptation. He went through all, uh, the sacrifice would not have worked if he yeah. had not have come yeah. as a human. And some, too many times people um, put that, well, he was, he was fully God. And he was fully man. <clears throat> yeah, but he had laid aside his God attributes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He had become yeah. fully man. Yes, he was the son of God, but he could not be the sacrifice that we needed if he had not endured the pain of tribulation and temptation that we endure and do it without sin. Why did he have to pull away and get alone with God if he was? Yeah. (laughs) You know, he had to pull away and spend time. There's too too much in the word that proves that he was man and so what i'm what i'm suggesting people need to do is to stop attributing to the fact that that you don't want you want i mean the bottom line is you live with sin because you enjoy it You enjoy it and you don't want to give it up and so you use these reasonings you know people will use these reasonings well i mean that was jesus well, that was Jesus. I, I, well, let me ask. Let me tell you, God wouldn't ask us to do it if if we couldn't. Right. He came to Earth to prove that you could. Why would yeah. He need to be baptized? Why would the Holy Spirit need to come on Him mm-hmm. if He was 
had all the God attributes because he had laid those aside. Mm -hmm. He needed the Holy Spirit to come on him. And what he was showing us was, hey, guys, you can live the way I live. Mm -hmm. You can do the things Mm -hmm. that I do. He told his disciples, you can do the same things I do. Well, Mm -hmm. how come we couldn't cast that demon out of that guy? Mm -hmm. Well, because this kind only comes out through prayer and fasting. See, when when I'm praying, you're asleep. If you were praying, if you were fasting, man, God would God would flow through you. He would work through you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the way He's working through me. Right. He's the ultimate example. You know, it, it, he came not to say, "Hey, look what I can do." No, yeah. No. He came to say, "No, look what you can do." Right. He came to show that we were created to live on offense, not on defense. Right. You know that because up until that point, you know, religion was all about trying to cover up and, yeah. and, and trying to, you know, basically keep you right and everything. So there was this constant fear of messing up. When Jesus came and he was like, look, get beside yourself on that and just go out and change the world. Yeah. And he just went out and did stuff. And he showed us that the same power he had over the enemy is the same power we have over the enemy. Wow. See, true discipleship makes decisions, not excuses. It, you know, it makes changes not excuses mm-hmm. you know i loved what dick mills used to say god he used to say hey tell your neighbor look at your neighbor and say uh, god loves you too much to leave you the way you are you <laughs> exactly <know>? yeah <laughs> yeah <coughs> your love's yeah. too good to leave us here. one thing about, about the temptation zach and i were talking <coughs> yesterday and jesus um jesus was tempted in the wilderness at the devil. You know, the devil tempted him. And here's the scripture for that is uh, James 1.13. And it says, When you are tempted, don't ever say, God is tempting me. For God is incapable of being tempted by evil, and he is never the source of temptation. Wow. Sorry, go so for it. So good. No, no, no. Mm-hmm. No apologies needed. But So when, one thing that the Holy Spirit gave us as a family, to acknowledge but don't engage. So that came up yesterday that Jesus acknowledged the devil. Yeah. But he did not engage in the temptation. Mm-hmm. He did not engage in what the enemy was bringing to him, showing him. So you acknowledge it and say, uh, no, I'm out of here. Yeah. You know, you don't just walk through life blindly. You have your eyes on the prize. Mm-hmm. But when temptations come, acknowledge them and do not engage and get out of there. Mm-hmm. Well, realize temptation is not a sin. Right. Right. Temptation's going to come. It came to Jesus. The engagement becomes the sin. Yeah, the yielding to it yeah. becomes sin. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we're, yeah, we're I'm glad you joined us. Putting this microphone. We're able to talk again. Yeah. I love it. <laughs> Finally. Praise God. Ooh, well, this was, this was totally God-breathed. So. Proverbs. Well, we're talking oh. about the name of Jesus. Proverbs 4, 20-22. Yes. Um, love it. I love the Passion <laughs> Translation. Would totally recommend. Totally, totally recommend going and getting it. It's <laughs> listen, only available in New Testament. Listen carefully, my dear child, to everything that I teach you, and pay attention to all that I have to say. Yeah. Fill your thoughts with my words until they penetrate deep into your spirit. Then, as you unwrap my words, they will impart true life and radiant health into the very core of your being. Yeah. And so, what I loved about that was like his words. His life, His truth, if we are meditating on it, listening to it more than the, what the world's saying about us, more than what our own brains are saying about us. I wish I had the statistics right now for how many thoughts can make, like, 
your own bad thoughts against yourself mm-hmm. come to you every day. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's like one or two good things, you know, that you think about yourself. Wow. And it's like my word, mm-hmm. getting this word in us and realizing that's going to give us the confidence and the strength to be able to even think that being like Jesus is attainable mm-hmm. and to even be able to step into that trueness because that's the realness of our Christian nature. Right. That should finding, be the reality. Finding, yeah, finding your identity mm-hmm. in Christ, but then finding your love for him, choosing to love him more than you love anything else, Yeah, that you're willing to lay down anything else because you found the pearl of great prize. Because mm-hmm. Jesus shared that parable. He said, this is what the kingdom of heaven is like, is when this man found the pearl of great prize, and he went and sold everything that he had, mm-hmm. and he bought that yeah. pearl. Mm-hmm. Right. And, that, and that's what has to happen mm-hmm. uh, spiritually on the inside of us, <clears throat> for us to be able to, to begin to walk in this, be, be mm-hmm. able to begin to, to do it because w- w- we're in love with God. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We're so much in love with God that we couldn't imagine doing anything, mm-hmm. you yeah. know, against him to, 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 him. to ruin that love. Dedicating ourselves, saying, I'm not going to do anything that's going to inhibit or, mm-hmm. or, or alter my future because yeah. God's future for us is amazing. The plans he has for us are for good and not evil. It's mm-hmm. Jeremiah 29, 11. Mm-hmm. And, and we have people in our lives, and, and we've done the same thing too. We have consecrated ourselves because we love God so much. Mm-hmm. We don't want to hurt his heart. Right. Yeah. Exactly. And, yeah. and it all... And then it's no longer about you. It's no longer about you keeping rules, not breaking laws, because that's living according to the law, and you're going to fail. Yeah. Yeah. But when you live according to love, mm. that I love, you know, that you love the way I, I you know, I, I love my wife and I don't want to do anything to. Yeah, she knows it. Too. To damage <laughs> or hinder, yeah. mm-hmm. you know, that love in return. And so you, mm-hmm. so, man, it, it puts a new purpose on the inside of you, especially when you realize you're, who your identity is mm-hmm. in Christ. Right. Because it all comes down to total surrender. Um, because the the enemy is allowed anywhere you're not surrendered. Mm-hmm. So if you're not fully surrendered in your mind and in your thoughts, then he's welcome there. If yeah. you're not fully surrendered in your uh, alone time, he's welcome there. If you're not mm. surrendered in your relationships, in your in your family then he's welcome there. Yeah. And so it's important that we like really, really, cause like the Lord was kind of hitting me with that this morning. Cause I was awake or I woke up. Um, and I haven't, you know, like I've been, I've been doing like my God time a lot, like throughout the day and not kind of like just setting aside, like, you know, you always have those moments where you come and you're like, all right, God, I'm getting in your word, you know? And then you're like, you know, one or two days, like you're, you've met with him early in the morning, but then like the, couple days go by and then it's like you know you're just throughout the day and everything and it was like i woke up this morning and god was like you can't spend time with me once for two hours and think that that's going to sustain you through five days yeah you need daily he's like you need it all the time you know because if you're not going to totally surrender to me here then you know the enemy will have you begin to compromise in your time I love what Bill Johnson said about that. He was talking about people say, you know what, you know, I, I read, but I don't even remember what I read. 
you know, or I'll study in the morning, but I, I don't even remember what I, what I read. And he <laughs> said, well, he said, well, listen, I don't remember what I had for breakfast last Tuesday, <laughs> but I still ate. You're right. Oh. That's good. Wow. Yeah. That was really good. Mm-hmm. That was powerful. Yeah. You know. It sustains. Because it's your daily breakfast. It sustains. And with that, I think it's lunchtime. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Mom's like, let's wrap it up. <laughs> that was good, though. Yeah. That was so Ooh, good. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for listening to The Conversation. For more episodes, feel free to subscribe to the podcast on SoundCloud and iTunes. Just search The Conversation. Thanks again for listening. Oh, 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 oh,